Grace to you, friends, for listening. Uh, if you asked me two weeks ago, are you ready for Christmas? I would have said, dead, no, I'm not ready for Christmas. And what perforated that was now these Christmas decorations popping up all over the malls and in the shops. I haven't heard a Christmas carol yet. All right. But I have seen the decorations and uh, the specials. And here we go. All right. So the wheels got going. Last week, I, I was dipping my toe into Christmas with my message. This week, I'm going full out. Okay. I'm going to so say, if you're not ready for Christmas, maybe you don't want to listen anymore because now I'm going to Christmas. <laughs> We're going to go straight into Christmas with, with a big, big bang. And I'm so grateful uh, to the material that I've been reading with Baxter, Hughes, and Perkis, who have given me a great template for today's message and going forward. And I think it's going to be great. Uh, I hope it's good for you too. All right. And by the way, please let me know. If you've listened to this and you thought it was helpful, you thought you got something out of it, let me know. Send me a WhatsApp on ABC or to me personally. Let me know. I'd like to, to, to hear from you. All I see are numbers. I don't know who's listening or watching. I, I just see figures. Uh, but if you're listening, uh, then reply. I would love to know that. All right. Um, good. Well, let me start off this way. I, I think when products are saying stuff like this, when they're saying same taste but new look, all right, if that's on the label, you know what they're actually saying? They're actually saying that they've downsized the container. That's what I think. I mean, I have you seen peanut butter containers? There's this big concave bottom. If you look underneath, there's a concave bottom to the peanut butter. <laughs> Same taste, new look. Yeah, right. That means you've downsized the container. Um, let me take a jab at this one. Healthier. You know, yes, okay. If they say healthier, there's probably a few calories less, but... Why is there a few calories less? Because there's less product. Right. I also think that's code. These guys are ripping us off. Uh, greener. All right. If they say it's greener, you know what that means? Less plastic. Yes. Why is there less plastic? Because it's smaller product. Or, or even portable. If they say it's portable, that means it's so small it's going to fit in your pocket. That's less product. But just you're paying the same price. <laughs> oh, I'm just pulling the mickey out of this stuff. Right. But peanut butter... Cereal boxes are my, the worst. You, you pull off the shelf a one kilogram package of cereal. Open the box. The thing is only halfway full, right? It's, it's hollow. Half of it's hollow. Right. And I'm saying that because I think, and I think you all agree with me. I think that's what culture is doing to Christmas. Have you noticed that? Where, I mean, where's the birth of Jesus? Where, where is it, really? It's been downsized, shrunk. Uh... There's no depth anymore. It's, it's just sort of shallow sentimentality now. And so I just want to enlarge your scope of, of, of Christmas uh, in case we fall into that same trap of shrinking Christmas. All right? Because we think it's only two chapters in the Bible, Matthew and Luke. That's it. You know, Christmas come and gone. Bang. No. We need to go deep. We need to go wide. We need to go long. Okay? It doesn't begin in a manger and end with three wise men. Christmas is much bigger than that. In fact, it goes all the way back to the beginning. Then that's why today is called creation. That, that, this is where it starts. We see Christmas here. Okay? Uh, and part of this little journey that we're going to go on is also maybe going to help us 
uh, review and uh, understand again that the Bible has a lot of small sections, yes, but there's one overarching narrative, right? There's God, God's plan stretches from generous Genesis to Revelation. All 66 books woven together into one storyline. Let me quote from Tim Keller. He says, The Bible isn't mainly about you and what you're doing. It's about God and what He has done. The Bible is most of all a story. There are lots of stories in the Bible, but all the stories tell one big story. The story of how God loves His children and comes to rescue them. He takes the whole Bible to tell His story. And at the center of the story, you know, there's a baby. All right. And every other story whispers that baby's name. Many people think of the Bible as a book of moral teachings with stories sprinkled to illustrate the teachings, but it's a lot better than that. The Bible is a single story with teachings sprinkled through to illustrate the story. Great quote from Tim Keller. So yes, while the Bible is a story, it doesn't start with once upon a time. All right. How does it start? You know how it starts. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Not once in a time, once upon a time, it says, in the beginning. In the beginning. All right? And we're not reading a, a, a novel, some nice novel. We, the, that book on your lap is the inspired and inerrant collection of, of, of narrative materials, prayer, poetry, prophecy, parables, songs, laws, commands, ethical codes of conduct. It's just so much. Someone put it this way, the story of Scripture is about the glory of the Savior. The story of Scripture is about the glory of the Savior. I love that. I love that. Right. John 5, verse 46 and 47 says, and Jesus is speaking, For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Luke 24 uh, 27, 44, and 45. I'll put these three together. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, that's Jesus, interpreted to them, interpreted to them, sorry, in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And so that's the gist of where we're going for the next little while. And I, I just pray that the Lord will open your mind to understand His glorious story, and which is the glorious one, the Word, today. Today. All right. So Christmas starts with creation. With creation. All right. Let's read it again and just just feel this again. Recapture the glory again. No, let's not lose the, the breadth, the depth, and the height of Christmas. Okay, it says, Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning. Uh, I'm going to swap the word God, all right, for Elohim. Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of Elohim was hovering over the waters. 
And Elohim said, let there be light. And there was light. Elohim saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. Elohim called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. The first day. Now I'm, I'm, I'm picking on this name of God. Um, and besides, the name of God is used over two and a half thousand times in the Bible. Two and a half thousand times. This name of God appears 32 times in chapter 1. And this Elohim uh, derives from the word El, which comes from, which means strong. Strong. Okay? So this particular creator is a strong creator God. He is very powerful. Completely sovereign, gloriously great. Okay? And and just that in the beginning, Elohim. That those are our foundational building blocks for the rest of the story. I mean, don't keep reading unless you can grasp this. And and not that we can fully circumnavigate this glorious one, this sovereign one, this powerful one. We will never circumnavigate him completely because he is God and we are not. But unless you accept that, there's no point in in reading any further. All right. But first, foundational pillar for us. Let's review that. Is that Elohim is what? Is eternal. It is eternal. Chapter 1, verse 1 is declaring that God has always been. He has no beginning and He will have no end. Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. The eternal God is your dwelling place and underneath are the everlasting arms. So Genesis 1, verse 1 is a simple declaration that Elohim exists and does not explain or provide an argument for his existence. The Bible, it just assumes he is. Psalm 14 verse 1. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Only those who are foolish doubt God's existence. So listen, the story of scripture begins with God. Not with us. Because it's all about his glory. Amen? Alright, Elohim is eternal. Now, he is eternal. Okay, and it says, in the beginning, God, what's the next word? Created the heavens and the earth. His eternal creation is not eternal. Okay, and literally create means to create out of nothing. We see in Psalm 33, verse 6 and 9, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all their host. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. So it's no accident that the first thing God wants us to know about himself is that he is the creator. The whole story of the Bible is is rooted, underpinned by that from Genesis to Revelation. He is the creator. He is eternal. Creation is not eternal. Right? That's why even the early church, the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God the Father, the Almighty, Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. That's where we stand. 
all right and down beautiful parallel here all right and in the beginning god created heavens and the earth and we know it's all good right it's all good everything is good adam and eve enjoy the pleasures of paradise they live in harmony with god they live in harmony with each other they live in harmony with creation itself then steps into the story the serpent he tempts eve she begins to doubt the goodness of god fixates on the forbidden shame immediately follows their sin because now they're suddenly self-conscious exposed and their conscience is now activated they try to cover their sin and their shame well, and us humans have been trying to manage our sin and shame ever since. We used to enjoy friendship and fellowship with God, walking with Him in the garden, but sin and shame have now caused separation. So now they try to get as far from God as they can. And we're still trying to hide from God. And I, I just love this. Even though they are guilty, how does the narrative play out? God comes looking for them. He's not out to clobber them. <laughs> he's not out to clobber them he's out to offer reconciliation and so by asking Adam a question he's giving him the opportunity to come clean only God can provide the covering we need so God takes the initiative he takes care of their shame he continues to and God continues to seek out sinners at the core this is what Christmas is about God seeking out sinners amen all right and, and how did he deal with that sin? He made coverings for their skin, uh, f f made from skin. All right. And where did that skin come from? It must have been horrific, horrific. Who, two people who had never seen an animal be killed, an slaughtered, innocent animal, right? Killed to cover for them. Now they could see how much their sin really cost for the first time suffering sacrifice innocent blood is shed so that human sin may be covered and community with god the presence of the god can be restored what's this all about in genesis this is all about christmas it's setting the stage right for the passover and then the death of jesus the final sacrifice so the message is clear god can only be approached by the way of sacrifice, because our sins have separated us from Him. That's what Christmas is all about. How Christ covers our curse by dying in our place on the cross. That actually came out pretty well. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Christmas is all about how Christ covers our curse by dying on the place on the cross. When we believe and receive the sacrifice of His Son, we are clothed with His righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah love the story of Christmas and that's the story of the Bible as we said earlier the story of Scripture is about the glory of the Savior John 1 1 to 5 you know this well in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and that life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it so think again friends this baby that we are celebrating and anticipating in this christmas season of, of festivities gatherings family church songs carols right all right this baby is infinite 
He is the infinite. Christmas does not start in the manger. He was there in the beginning. Amen. John 8, 58. Before Abraham was born, I am. He is eternal. Infinite. Because he always existed. And, and that, that's what Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God. In the, Jesus existed in face-to-face relationship with his Father. Jesus was not only in the closest possible fellowship with God. The Word was God. It was God. We don't have time to unpack the doctrine of the Trinity, but just to say that Jesus is not a creation of God, but is God himself. The, the infant is infinite. All right, are we getting the breadth, the depth, and the height of this Christmas? I hope so. <laughs> right. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him, who's that? This Jesus, this baby Jesus. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He And he is before all things and in him all things hold together. This Jesus is both creator, infinite, and sustainer of all things. Jesus Christ was the creator long before he was the savior. You get it? Are you you getting worked up here? This is Jesus. And it goes on. Just like there was darkness in Genesis chapter 1, right? And God spoke light into that situation. Well, we know in Genesis 3, there is spiritual darkness spilled into our world, all right? And only could be removed by whom? The Lord himself. He is the life and the light. And this is our Jesus. He comes to shines into the darkness. Those who have not yet received him are still in the dark and cannot understand him. Many people today do not grasp the real meaning of Christmas. And that need not to surprise us because the world in general has no place for Christ. So the story begins in Genesis 1 where we learn that Elohim is eternal. Creation. The Lord is light. John chapter 1. The story continues. This infant is infinite. Christ is the creator. And the Lord is life and light. Would you grasp again the wonder and the majesty of Christmas again? The world was created. Wasn't it? I mean, that's just glorious. I mean, just our world is a universe on its own. Just look inside of yourself. It's a universe of its own. Look outside this world and we have a universe and another universe and another universe. Capture the glory of it, right? And the Bible tells us that we have been recreated in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So if you've received Christ, you have entered into the greatest story of all time. So let's look back, friends, way back to creation. And even before creation. And we're going to look at the cradle Then we're going to look at the cross, and then we're going to look at the final consummation. Jesus has come. He will come again. 
He came in the stable. He then died on the cross. He rose on the third day, ascended into heaven, and is coming again. Can you see the scope of Christmas? The height, the breadth, the depth of it? Yeah. Now, goodness, that makes me feel not so great when I see what we've done with Christmas today. Right? Christ is is out of it. He is out of it. Happy holidays. That's all you hear. But friends, listen. The way we're going to keep Christ in Christmas, the way we're going to keep Christ in Christmas is for you and I to let the light of Christ shine through us. Right. So we can complain and moan about the darkness around us or we can activate and use it as a, and leverage it. Use it as an opportunity. This is a great opportunity for you and I to let the light of Christ shine. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God. Right? Let us move forward in that spirit with this, with this vision of, of, the, of, of, of the breadth and the depth and the height of Christmas. Let that capture your heart. Let that capture your heart. Let that enthuse your worship. Let that throw you back into the mercy of God as you rest in the mercy of God. That sovereign one. That loving one, that good one, that one with light, that one that created everything, that one you have a personal relationship with. Oh, that one. And I believe that will be more than sufficient, more than sufficient to carry you through this Christmas with gratitude, with reverence, with fear, with godliness. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this reminder, this reset, in a sense. And Father, I pray that this would capture our hearts. Lord, come and capture our hearts again. If we've lost this wonder, Father, you are the super thing. And we thank you, God, that your plan includes us, your eternal plan includes us. We're part of this story. We're part of this narrative. Your mission goes into eternity and we have the privilege of being part of it. Thank you, God Almighty. Thank you that we now see the true purpose of everything. The mountains, the trees, the seas, the the skies, the stars, the animals. It could only speak of you, but in Jesus we see who that Lord really is. And we thank you, God, We have the privilege of knowing that. And we thank you, God, that in your light, we don't crumble in your light, but in your light we can stand because of the grace of Jesus Christ. And not only can we stand in your light, but we can reflect your light to others. And we pray that this Christmas many would come to know you by our testimony, by our light. Make our light shine, Lord. Lord Jesus, take your... Take your place in the middle of our hearts and our minds. You are more than an infant. You are the creator. You are eternal. And you are life and light. Amen.